This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, June 29th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Conaway wants quick start on farm bill talks. Durban deal spares crop insurance. And farmers of all sizes to benefit from tax cuts. We are one big step closer to a new farm bill this year. The huge 86 to 11 margin that the Senate passed its bill by yesterday will give Senate negotiators a strong tailwind going into talks with their House counterparts next month. Congress is on break until July 9th, so negotiations won't begin formally until after lawmakers return to Washington. But House Agriculture Chairman Mike Cottaway of Texas told AgriPulse yesterday he would have committee staff members start working with their Senate counterparts as soon as next week to start identifying differences and potential compromises between the two bills. Conway said time is of the essence. Keep in mind, the lack of tighter work requirements for food stamp recipients did little to dampen GOP support for the Senate bill, and that will make it any easier for House Republicans to defend their bill's SNAP reforms in the conference. Republican Senators Ted Cruz of Texas and John Kennedy of Louisiana lost badly, 68 to 30, on a vote to add tougher work rules to the bill, that along with a photo ID requirement for food purchases. But they still voted for the bill on final passage. Crop insurance comes through unscathed. There are no bigger winners in the farm bill process so far than the crop insurance industry and the farmers who use these risk management tools. Crop insurers and farm groups could rely on leaders of the House and Senate Agriculture Committees to protect the program from cuts in the final version of the farm bill. But industry officials still had to worry that amendments could be adopted on the House and Senate floor that would provide some momentum to budget cutters who wanted to target the program in a future Congress. As it turned out, no amendment that was a real threat to the program got a vote in either chamber. Illinois Democrat Senator Richard Durbin got an amendment through the Senate five years ago to impose a means test on crop insurance premium subsidies. But he reached a deal with Senate Ag Committee leaders not to bring up the amendment this time, even though he had a respected co-sponsor in Charles Grassley of Iowa. Senate Ag Chairman Pat Roberts said he agreed to include in the bill an unrelated amendment that Durbin wanted to reauthorize rural emergency medical services training and an equipment assistance program. Sweet outcome for sugar growers, too. Sugar growers also dodged a bullet this year, much more easily than anyone saw coming. The House overwhelmingly voted to preserve the sugar program in May, and there wasn't even a vote on the issue in the Senate. Senator Jean Shaheen of New Hampshire told AgriPulse she didn't get the support from colleagues that she needed to bring up her amendment to roll back the program. USDA economist, farmers should see tax reduction. Farms across the country and of all sizes should see their taxes cut under the tax reform enacted at the end of last year. That according to a study by USDA's Economic Research Service. The economists say that if the law had been in place in 2016, farm households would have paid an average tax rate of 13.9%, well under the 17.2% they actually paid under the old law. The average mid-sized farm, defined as having gross cash farm income between 350000 and a million dollars, would have seen a rate cut of 5.8 percentage points, according to the study. 
Larger farms with gross farm income between one and four million dollars would have gotten a cut of 3.4 percentage points. Tariffs compound woes of rising pork supply. It's been more than 50 years since there was as many hogs on the U.S. market, about 73.5 million head as there are at this point in the year. And that makes it the worst possible time for U.S. pork exporters to be losing market share in Mexico due to new tariffs, according to experts. Mexico, one of the largest foreign buyers of U.S. pork, slapped a 10% tariff on U.S. pork on June 5th, and that goes up to 20% on July 5th. Those tariffs are a retaliation against U.S. duties on steel and aluminum. Joe Kearns, president of the Iowa-based consulting firm Kearns & Associates, said, When we're shipping a little over half of the hams that we export to the Mexican market, I don't think we can overplay the importance that's going to have on U.S. producers. Kern said he expects U.S. exports and prices to drop, but it's unclear to what extent. SNAP error rates sharply higher after USDA review. The U.S. Department of Agriculture is reporting sharply higher error rates for the Supplemental Attrition Assistance Program after an extensive review prompted by concerns about the quality control methods states were using. USDA says that the benefit payment error rate nationwide in fiscal 17 was 6.3%, well over the rate of 3.7% reported for 2014, the last year for which there was a national figure. The District of Columbia had the highest error rate last year at nearly 14%. Four states topped 10%. USDA's Inspector General issued a report in 2015 raising questions about the way states collected data. A subsequent investigation by the department found that 42 of 53 state and territorial agencies were using biased practices to measure their error rates. Nine states were found to have doctored the numbers after using a South Dakota-based consulting firm that coached state employees and how to lower their rates in order to receive performance bonuses. Virginia, Alaska, and Wisconsin have reached settlements with the Justice Department. APHIS moving on new biotech overhaul. U.S. Department of Agriculture is taking steps to overhaul the way it regulates agriculture biotechnology after scrapping a previous plan developed by the Obama administration. The Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service announced yesterday that it plans to prepare an environmental impact statement as a part of reworking its regulations. APHIS said the revisions under consideration would focus the regulatory process on risks that may be posed by new biotech traits rather than on the methods used to produce them. The agency also said makes the regulatory process more transparent while removing unnecessary regulatory burdens. Don't miss this. The Centers for Disease Control has retracted data that purportedly showed farmers committed suicide at higher rates than any other occupation. CDC did so after the publication, The New Food Economy, questioned the data and noted that CDC had placed farmers in the wrong category, leading to a doubling of the rate reported. The media's main takeaway from the report, that farmers have the highest suicide rate in the country, is not supported by the study's underlying data, according to the online publication. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, June 29th. 
AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.